0: Ah, yes! Board Wrestling Fan Radio is back on the air. Does anybody know what episode number this is? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, it canceled. is. Canceled.
1: Actually, I don't know now. I've changed my iTunes settings and played episodes. It's deleted. I don't
0: know.
2: One... Jeez, I go away for two weeks and you guys freaking can't even keep what number number episode we're at.
0: We're at 137. 137! <laughs>
2: <137. laughs> canceled.
0: Uh, Why not? That's what we're here to talk about this week, is shows getting cancelled, right? (laughs) At least we're not (laughs) cancelled. They can't cancel us. We're on public access. I was just watching Wayne's World. (laughs) I went out last night night and I saw Lost Elysium, George's band, and uh, George told me last night he's not coming today. (laughs) But I was wearing a Wayne's World hat when I was out at the show. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, but um, you know, I
2: should have told you to tell G- George to just message, mail me, mail me the CD and tell me how much it is. He's got my address, so he should just give it to me.
0: He mentioned to me, there. mentioned to me that he needs your address again.
2: Again, you should have it on it. He's got it. I, I pm it to him. It's in my, it should be in his message box.
0: I'm sure it is, but he's lazy. He said he needs it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he sent you something before, and now he he mentioned to me that oh, I need to get JT's address so I could send it to him.
2: Let's see.
0: It was five bucks, but it included a hug. I I, I got my copy, <laughs> and I got it autographed.
2: Yeah, yeah it's still in. The, I got the messages. The message I sent to him. It's still in our message in our chat. I'll send it to him again. But
0: yeah, yeah. Just, just copy and paste it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all you gotta do. I just saw G pop online, and he's in our conversation. I didn't even have to call him.
2: Doesn't matter, buddy.
0: At least it says he's there.
3: No, I'm here. He's I'm here. I'm here. Oh. I, just, I, don't, I don't speak JT's version of Canadian. <laughs> but
2: my, my version of Canadian is the, the perfect version of Canadian.
0: It's the Queen's Canadian?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I pushed the, the button and nothing's Ross happening. Be, I pushed the button and nothing <laughs> happened.
2: It wasn't, it wasn't depressing. I was. I was Relaxing and not in, looking at G's house from where I was at the other end of the river.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, we're good, we are gonna talk about the depressing week in <laughs> pro wrestling. Let's <laughs>
3: start on a st- tower note. We are,
0: we are gonna talk about that. We're we're actually gonna in, in about uh, in about ten minutes. We're gonna bring on Michael McCurdy, the host of I H W E Wrestling Podcast, and now uh, one of the. Uh, people that's running IHWE California starting in 2015, uh, which I'm still waiting for them to give me a New York branch here. Come on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, we're going to have Michael McCurdy on, and he's going to he's gonna plug a couple of things, including his upcoming book about WCCW. Uh, of course, he's going to talk about IHWE Wrestling Podcast, IHWE California, and we're going to talk about this depressing week in pro wrestling. Also joining us on the show because he's been sitting here quietly and patiently and Dealing with us, just bullshitting about JT's vacation. <laughs> Topher is back on the show with us. Welcome back.
2: Hopefully, he gets to say something this time. Yeah. Ah, yes, I
3: am here. <laughs> feel free to c- cut off JT anytime you want. He doesn't even watch wrestling anymore.
4: <laughs> it's true. Oh,
5: that's nice to know. <laughs> I bro- I
2: cut the cord. I broke it off, and in about two weeks, I will be done with the WWE network, so I won't even have to deal with that. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, I don't have cable for a week, so I subscribe to Hulu Plus so I can watch SmackDown. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I can watch it on my TV, I should say, because, you know, I can watch it on my computer for free. (laughs) (laughs) Except I don't have... I I only have one working computer now, (laughs) so... Yay! Yay me!
3: I hope you managed to actually catch uh, uh, TNA this week, though, guys, because that was actually the best show of the bunch.
1: It was a damn good show.
2: Cancelled, CG. You were two weeks off with all the canceling. You canceled all the programming, and then they legit canceled
4: one of
3: them. <laughs> well, that's a big topic because actually, <laughs> nobody really knows, JT.
0: Yeah, that's the that, Like, uh, we called this roundtable discussion early in the week. Like, like I think it was Sunday, right? We got the news like right yeah. after we went off the air.
1: I was gonna suggest that we do something like midweek because. Well, by this time, everything will be known and everything will have been said. But that's not the case. No,
0: and that's that's just it. Like, I mean, when I actually made the suggestion of, oh, we could probably do a whole episode on TNA Impact and, and, and Spike cancelling Impact, I was thinking, like, hey, you know, maybe somebody will just jump on and be like, yeah, let's do one right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm kind of glad we waited with all the news that's come out throughout the week. And, of course, now we've got the financials on the uh, WWE Network, number of subscribers, you know, which is... Uh, it, it
1: seems the 90% satisfaction rate came from 10% of people cancelling. <laughs> so th- their logic is well, the other 90% must be pretty pleased.
0: I guess I don't know. I mean I'm 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 happy with it but we also found out when it's coming to Canada. So yeah. so that's another thing that we can discuss. I mean it's it's become it's gone from we're going to talk about the future of TNA Without Spike TV, to we're going to talk about the future of wrestling. Yeah, pretty much. This isn't this isn't just a TNA problem anymore this week.
2: Oh, go ahead, G. Sorry.
3: I was just going to say, JT, you should probably go through the show notes. It'll bring you up to speed. I know you're on vacation. Um, I tried to gather everything in chronological order for TNA as I could. Uh, Probably missed some stuff along the way. I got, I think, all the main issues for the wwe as well not so much chronological more organized within topic relevance as well as
1: you know yeah the the news is split basically into three parts of tna
3: wwe and generic shit and generic shit and we we may or may not get to the generic shit but
2: well i was just gonna say speaking of it you know the network coming to canada I was talking to a couple of my and joe's old buddies over from the insanity website who are jumping for joy about getting it and i'm like um yeah i'm you're getting it right around the time i'm gonna be canceling it
4: (laughs) yeah
3: but again you stop watching so i mean you're not really much of a customer anyway
0: (laughs) right that's true
3: it's like it's like trying to try trying to you know Sell someone something they don't want anyway. I mean, what's the point, right? Well,
2: I did want it. The thing is, had it, like I say, if it was, if it had worked, if I had, if I had been more satisfied with what I got, if, if it if it didn't barely work on my tablet, I would probably still keep it. You know, other than the pay per views, that's the only thing that I've been able to get to work on the tablet. You know, it did, and, and I just I don't see the point of keeping it to just sit there wait at a, for a loading screen for fifteen minutes to maybe get it to work.
0: And it's you know. it's also not on the smart TVs yet. Am I right? Yeah. Is that okay? So so that's your that's your issue is you have trouble watching it on your tablet, which I understand because sometimes I'll have a little difficulty accessing things on my tablet. I have to two or try two or three times, uh, so I understand that. Um, for me, the best thing I did was I bought a Roku player. Man, that thing's awesome for the WWE Network. It was uh, because I, I kept seeing David Fuller from I H W E always posting about, oh yeah, I'm watching it on the Roku player, and I, you know, everybody I know that had a Roku player was like, oh, this is awesome, this thing's great, it works great on here. I was trying to watch it on an Xbox 360. That's probably the worst one to watch it on. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, maybe that satisfaction rate. Maybe people are getting rid of it for the same reason JT is, where you just don't have the. Capability of of watching it on whatever platform you're trying to, it's it, because some of the platforms are just plain shit.
2: Yeah. But what's your What's your experience with the network,
5: Topher? Um, I'm just watching on my computer, and oh. uh, the thing well, that's is, where that's where it works best
2: is the computer.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing for me is I don't really know what's wrong. I watch it on Google Chrome. When I watch a live feed like there's a pay-per-view that's live it works fine or you know like when main event goes live on Tuesdays it works fine but like if I try to watch something from the archive like an old pay-per-view it will like consistently freeze for like no reason and just reboot itself as if I'm pressing refresh when I didn't press it but that's only like if I'm trying to look up something a little bit but that pay-per-views themselves work fine Uh, the network is uh, overall it's got a nice, you know, library of stuff. But, uh, you know, when you're a hardcore wrestling fan like we are, I mean, half the stuff on there, you know, I have, like, saved on my computer. Anyway, I, I collect DVDs. Right. Uh, probably my biggest gripe with the network is uh, I don't appreciate them being dishonest about saying how everything is unedited and they didn't change anything when they changed a lot. I'm a I'm a big ECW fan, and they, like, they change a lot of music on there, and it's just not the same. They changed a lot of wcw music i mean you guys know what i'm talking about like where they just change the theme it just like doesn't yeah, yeah i discount. mean but that, i can
1: understand that though because that, that's a licensing thing
0: exactly that's what i was gonna say is that's that's licensing you know so they don't they ecw i don't think ever paid anybody to use yeah, their music ECW <laughs> didn't have any licensing
1: rights themselves they were just so small they didn't care
0: they had actually but, uh, i had read that they had taken out all of New Jack's matches, because you you you'll recall, New Jack used to come to the ring, and uh, "Natural Born Killers" by Dr. Dre and Ice Cube would play through the entire match on a loop. And I so
1: they took it off, but then they they brought them back on. They
0: eventually brought them back with generic music and with redubbed Joey Styles commentary. Because be, because but why you know, not
3: the right? issue that that uh, Tofer was bringing up is the fact that they claim no, 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 that it's I, I understand unedited that. and that that's obviously a fallacy hey! because it's clearly edited so you know why not just at least add a disclaimer do they have like a disclaimer come up at all on any of these shows just no, a, just a
0: Benoit the Benoit one <laughs>
5: some some of the stuff they do is just kind of like head scratching like I was watching like a WCW pay per view it was like I think Super Brawl 97 and some of the musical changes they do is just, like, Diamond Dallas Page, they gave him some generic theme. They gave Jericho, like, his 1999 Y2J debut theme. Um, I looked at, like, a 99 show, and they gave Bret and Goldberg, like, their WWE themes. And then some themes that I didn't think were, like, any licensing issues at all, like Ravenstein, they just gave him no music at all. But, I mean... I can see why, you know, some fans would not want to renew their subscription. <laughs> I've heard really bad stories about people that try to watch on the 360. I oh haven't tried God. to watch it on mine, but, uh, I, you know.
0: Oh, my God, man. It's terrible. It stops to buffer, like, every five fucking minutes. <laughs> We're just like, okay, that, we, we finally just gave up, and I, I would always just bring my laptop out to the living room plug it in so we could watch, you know, Legends House or whatever we were watching <laughs> at the time. And, uh, you know, I, I finally got the Roku player, and then we watched uh, what was the last pay-per-view? Battleground. We watched Battleground, and it was fine. It didn't stop at all. It was just straight through, high def, no problems.
2: Yeah, I think the, um, the, the, the Battleground... What- Work perfect for me. Work perfect for me on, on the tablet. It's just like say. Like that's the only thing that's working is the paper. For me, is the pay per views. So it's like I, if I want to go back and watch Bash at the Beach 1996 and watch Hogan turn, watch the entire pay per view. I can't because it'll just buffer, you know. And then, or if it, or it'll say unable to load or what. It's like uh, it's like I'm just not not worth not worth wasting 20 minutes to maybe see five minutes of a pay per view before it crashes again.
0: Well, we're going to go ahead now, and we're going to get Michael McCurdy on this call because actually, before we before all this stuff with uh, you know W with uh, TNA happened, I had actually promised him that he would be our guest this week, and uh, I it slipped my mind, and I said we're going to do a TNA special, and then it's like, hey, am I still coming on your show on Sunday? Like, yeah. So we're going to get him on the call. It'll just be a moment here. Let's ring him up. Live radio, folks. So
6: the music until your party answers the phone. are we getting rickrolled?
4: <laughs> hey it's early for a great
0: wait. song
2: <laughs> was this like me last week when you were waiting for me to answer
0: hello Michael yes yes it's the board wrestling fan crew how are you doing
6: hey how's it going
0: not too bad did we wake you up I know it's only eleven fifteen where you're at. Yeah, eleven
6: fifteen in the morning is getting
4: started
0: today. <laughs> all right. Well, you uh, you actually was our were our scheduled guest, and I, it, it, then we had all this stuff happen with TNA this week, so we wanted to still bring you on, still let you you know plug your. Uh, I know you got a lot more stuff going on now than the last time we talked to you. And uh, just a couple things, yeah.
6: Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's
0: just a couple of things, right? Okay, <laughs> and uh, and then of course uh, we're gonna have you stick around and talk TNA with us because there's a lot to talk about this week. <laughs> so I know right, I know right now you've got a couple of new things going on with IHWE. You've uh, the radio format is changing, yes? Uh, yeah,
6: we do have a new format for IHW radio. Um, I have a new co-host who was just announced on. Uh, last Wednesday's show, a um, friend of mine, Joe who's a uh, 17-year veteran here in uh, California, Pacific Northwest, so he's joining the show. We also have Austin James from Pipe Bomb Radio is joining us on a weekly basis, and I have a history segment with Brian Westcott that's going to be a weekly um, segment and all that, and then we'll have a four-man team for interviews and all that, so... Looking forward to uh, the new changes and all that. David did step down as the co host to do work more with IWE TV and all the other social media things he has going regarding IWE. So I've taken over as director and producer, and I've made a few changes, and I'm hoping it's going to be successful. So I think we're going to have a good show.
0: And best of luck to you on that. Of course, IHWE TV comes on right after the IHWE radio show on IHWEnow.com. The first episode aired That's this, right. this, this,
6: this
0: Daniel, Wednesday. Hour. <laughs> First episode where aired this past Wednesday Great triple threat match on there If you haven't seen it yet, check it out IHWENow.com, it's right there on the front page And now There was another big announcement this week Out of IHWE that you are directly involved with And uh, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about that
6: uh, We just announced the formation uh, A brand extension Sort of uh, IHWE California we're going to be, Joe and I are going to be representing the brand over here in our neck of the woods. Uh, our first live show is going to be in 2015. Uh, we ran a show earlier this year um, locally, and it did it did fairly well, and we're, we have plans to run a second one. Please ignore that noise in here. Um, we have plans to run a second show, and Joe had suggested talking to David about running it under the ice, the new banner. So... I had mentioned it to David, he liked the idea. And from that, we kind of formed this idea of doing a California brand of IHWE. It's going to be an annual show now, but I mean, we might move up to, in our area, twice a year maybe might be the best. But we have plans for having it recorded for IHWE TV. And so it will be shown on future episodes uh, next year as they come up. And also, we're going to be working as a talent kind of coordinator between California and North Pacific Northwest and Texas. We're gonna be doing some talent exchange. David's gonna send uh, have a couple guys come over here for our show next year and then we're working with some of the um California and Oregon talent to see about sending them over to Texas for future ICU shows.
0: Alright, that sounds awesome That's uh, I, I was trying to get David to maybe fund me To do a show up here But <laughs> I guess that's not going to happen <laughs> uh, But uh, yeah And you're also working on a book I think we might have talked about this the last time you were on the show But if you want to um, yeah, update us Yeah, we're still
6: working on that uh, Encyclopedia wc um, works, I just issued a fresh release A few weeks ago It has been pushed to 2015 Because I'm currently Experiencing some technical issues with people who are trying to claim that this copyright is theirs or that copyright is there, so I'm having to go through and kind of handle each individual case as it comes up, so it kind of put a little monkey wrench in everything, but we're looking at 2015 for that to come out, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right, and uh, you've also just registered a domain. We're going to be working on a website. you want to talk about the website, or... Do you want to maybe save that uh, for later? The
6: website is ooa um, promotions dot com. promotions is a company that I started just a few months ago. It's kind of a main company there to handle all the projects that I work on. I have a side with I still do um, freelance work for a wrestling sites. You know, I do some photography and you know reviews and things of that written pieces. So, OA promotions is kind of the umbrella for all of that and it's also gonna include uh IWE California. OLA promotions is gonna kinda of be part of that as well. So kinda of gives it a more of a feel thing here. At the local thing where I'm running here. And yes, yeah, the website is coming up. Uh I bought the domain. Now I'm just you know, you've got the dead laptop and all that, but we're waiting on uh getting everything set up so we can get that website up and going. First website I've ever had actually so it's kinda of fun.
0: You just gotta wait for your lazy web designer, right? <laughs> uh, no, nah, we'll talk about that later <laughs> we'll get that going uh, And uh, one cool thing you really got to One cool thing you got to do since the last time you were on You were at the Cauliflower Alley Club As a representative of IHWE How cool was that?
6: Um, I enjoy going to the Cauliflower Alley Club I've been going every year since 2006 uh, In fact, the first year I went Was the first year that J.J. Dillon went So him and I have been uh we see each other every year and he's actually going to be a guest on ICW Radio uh, somewhere down the road we're working on getting that set up uh, but I always enjoy going uh, it's always fun to see everybody and you never know who you're going to see but this year to actually go as a representative for ICW I kind of got to see the other side of the table because normally you know, you're know you in the nostalgia room and you're looking at all the items Well, this time I was behind the one of the table, people were coming over to see me so it's kind of you know a little different but I enjoyed it we did two nights Uh, back-to-back live podcast from the reunion. The first night, we had a few technical difficulties. Unfortunately, uh, the plan I had with the second phone line, it turned out that line didn't work too well. So, the first 15, 20 minutes of the show, we kind of had to work it, but it worked out, and the second night went flawless. I mean, we had great guests uh, both nights. We had Lakeview Park, the Destroyer, we had Sin Bodie. Blue Star, Ron Hutchinson cheerleader Melissa Santana Garrett. I I just can't, I can't remember everybody we had, but it was great to kind of go as a representative this year. And in fact, I'm doing the same thing next year for the 50th anniversary. We're going to do the two night podcast again. Uh, we'll have the Ice TV table and Ice New California table. Now there also, but yeah, we're going to do it again next year. So looking forward to it. All
0: right, that's awesome. Uh no, you've been I don't know how much you've been following along with the news this week as far as pro wrestling, but we've got some uh we have got you and we've also got uh our, our good friend Topher on this week with us. Uh we're gonna we want to talk a little bit more about the uh cancellation of TNA impact by Spike T V. Uh if you want to join us in that conversation. Um, yeah, I
6: can join in on that for a few minutes. Uh, I've read a little bit about it and kind of been following a bit. But uh, real quick, if you don't mind, I just wanted to throw in one last little thing. Sure. If you don't mind, one quick little plug. Go ahead. Uh, we also announced Wednesday night on the show that the first thing that ISW California is doing, we are bringing the grappler, Len Denton to Fort Worth, Texas for Old School Hustle on September 28th. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, he was he wrestled in Texas for years. He was a uh, Texas heavyweight champion for a year working with Devon Von And although he's a build from parts unknown, he explains when he made his announcement on our radio show, he's actually from a town called Cut and Shoot, Texas. So he's, you know, Texas made it. He's looking forward to going back, and we're presenting him at the Old School Hustle on September 28th.
0: You know, I I went to a wrestling-themed restaurant about a week and a half ago, and I I posted a picture, and I said, does anybody know who this guy in this picture is? And the owner ended up telling me who it was. And nobody else seemed to know, but I get a message from you, and you say, (laughs) "You say, hey, is that uh, what the fuck, Mighty Igor? It looks like him, but I can't tell. It's like, how the fuck do you know these things? (laughs) Because you were absolutely right. That's that's who it was. Was the Mighty Igor? I saw the picture,
6: and the lighting on a red. But I've seen tons of photos of Mighty Igor. Um So and he kind of has a very distinctive look. So it was kind of fun when I saw that. I was like, I, I think that's Mighty Igor. I can't quite tell, but I didn't want to go ahead and put a comment on there and look like an idiot having nope, <laughs> not him. I was like, I'll just message him sign up to find out first. See if it's Mighty Igor. Yeah.
0: See, see the guy who's right doesn't want to leave the comment. The people that were wrong were leaving comments like, "Hey, is that so and so?" Like, nope, <laughs> nope, it's not. <laughs> um.
6: I have a reputation, you know. I
0: don't want to give up. Well, that I definitely. understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but last Sunday, uh, right after we had, we went off the air, we started seeing these, uh, well, not right after we went off the air, but later on in the night, uh, we started seeing rumors that maybe Spike TV had not picked up TNA uh, because, it, as we've been discussing our uh, uh, on recent episodes, is that the uh, contract is up in October. So uh, we did find out. From TMZ, that that was apparently true. Spike TV quietly canceled Impact Wrestling after a meeting with Dixie Carter. Now, some of the things we've heard were Dixie Carter was telling people that no, we pulled it out of T- we pulled out of Spike TV, <laughs> uh, and we've also heard that uh, the reason being why Spike said no is. Uh, well, they found out that Vince Russo was still working for TNA, which uh, we, we found out because Vince Russo inadvertently carbon-copied Mike Johnson, an internal email intended for Taz and Mike Tenet, uh essentially confirming the fact that he was working for TNA. My question here is, how do you carbon co- Maybe he clicked the wrong email address, you think? He was trying to email Tenay? We
1: can't say inadvertently, sarcastically enough to convey how inadvertent that was.
0: <laughs> and, and you're right, but but I mean, like, but do you think it's it's possible? Maybe he clicked on a guy, clicked on Mike, thinking he was clicking Tene and got Mike Johnson instead.
1: I, uh, how does one? Screw That's this remotely up? possible,
3: but if that was the case, he
1: wouldn't have sent it to Tene as well. That's true. Yeah, that okay. makes
3: no sense. There's not that many mics. That's and true. It's He's sending it to
0: one Mike, not two. That's true. Uh of course Russo's reputation speaks for itself. The majority of wrestling fans would not have had a lot of faith in TNA's decision uh to rehire one of the most infamous and controversial writers in the industry. There was also the issue of TNA's relationship with the great Muda and the Japanese Wrestle One promotion, uh, which currently has a partnership with TNA. Muda has very negative feelings about Vince Russo due to, due to his negative portrayal of Japanese wrestlers over the years. And of course you'll remember, you know, Sonny Ono famously sued WCW because of the way Vince Russo was booking him and the other Japanese wrestlers.
6: Good times. I'm actually a Vince Russo fan myself. I mean, I might have to stay out on this one, but I've always liked Vince Russo. I think, you know, coming in creates that, it creates a buzz. People are talking about him now. Now, unfortunately, you know, he might have led to the demise of a second wrestling organization, unfortunately. But, I mean, Talent, like creative wise,
0: the guy is one of the best out there, in my opinion. Well, I, but I mean, I think the thing about Vince Russo was always, and this was the criticism back then, is he had Vince McMahon above him to tell him, "No, I don't like that." But when he went to WCW, he didn't have that. So all of his outrageous, crazy, you know, you know, pinata on a pole for the Mexican wrestler wrestlers while we're making fun of Jim Ross. You know? And his illness, you know, that's, you know, there was no filter there for him to stop him from doing that stuff.
5: May I add something on Russo? Absolutely. Um, all I really say about Russo is, despite all the negative things that he may or may not have done, he's one of the last guys that actually cared about the mid card. One of my favorite matches in SummerSlam. I know it's like really obscure. I love SummerSlam 98, and I love the opener, Val Venus versus D'Lo Brown for the European title. And that match was the opener, and it actually got that time. It went like, like 15 plus minutes. Both guys were over, D'Lo was over, Val Venus was over, and if you remember the Attitude Era in general, what was so great about that era, you know, other than it just being awesome, was like everybody on the roster was over. Everybody was doing something from main event guys like Stone Cold, up-and-coming guys like The Rock and Triple H, even low-card guys like, you know, Crash Holly and Takamishinoku, and, you know, every time someone got brought in, like Edge or Christian, everybody had a program. You know, like Russo, he always made sure the mid-card guys were doing something. Val Venus versus DL Brown for the European title. If that match happened today in 2014, it would be on the pre-show, it would be five minutes and nobody would care. So I, I'll give that to Russo. The problem, though, was, is like you just said, Joe, Russo had McMahon above him. So, like, if he did something that was dumb, Vince would, like, filter it and be like, okay, do this instead. But in WCW and TNA, he has, like, no filter. So, you know, but I understand where the hatred comes from. But I do think that he's one of the last guys that cared about the mid card because if you go back right around the time he left WWE that's around the same time the mid card basically started to become useless like it still is today
0: I'll give you that that's that's a good assessment yeah, that's one of the few positive things i hear about him yeah i mean we can we can give him that that's that's not an issue you know i mean that's 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 true but then everything he did after he left WWE was you know i mean I I can't I can't find humor in making fun of a man's illness, you know, as you know in the uh, Ed Ferreira Oklahoma character which Russo had I'm sure something to do with at, at the very least. But he gets a lot of criticism for, you know, some booking decisions like David Arquette as world champion.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, but I remember David, yeah.
0: But if you listen to Vince Russo tell it, he says, you know, hey, you know, in my mind, it got people watching, it got people talking about the product. David Arquette didn't pin a wrestler; he pinned uh, Eric Bischoff, which is true. But uh, you know,
6: now see, I don't think you know everybody's saying you know Vince Russo and he so it's a negative thing now. I will add this: he did do some stupid gimmicks. Like I said, I enjoy the guy; I think he's creative. Now, yes, the Oklahoma characters are highly offensive. He did do a lot of offensive stuff, but people were hearing about this and were actually tuning into the shows to see what he was doing. So even though they were controversial, even though they were a bit offensive or a lot offensive, people were tuning in to see it. And sometimes negative publicity is just because people are going to tune in to see your product. And in the end of it, I think you're going to look back and realize a lot of people watched the product that Vince Russo was a part of to see what Vince Russo was going to do. And I think part of that is what he intended to. He wanted people to tune in to see what he was doing. Whether it was offensive, whether they liked it or not, he was getting people to tune in to see what he was doing. And I really don't think we can say the whole blame for the TNA and Spike TV, if that's even the case, is really all on Vince Russo. Because, I mean, recently their TV, I haven't watched TNA probably in months. I see bits and pieces. I read the results on the Internet because they tape six weeks in advance. <laughs> I know that Thursday is the after Destination X show where Dixie Carter goes to a table. We've all read the results. And when you give away all your TV six weeks ahead of time, you know, people are going to tune in to watch, like okay, I want to see Dixie go to a table, sure. But, you know, when you're giving away your TV six weeks in advance, it's really going to kind of kill your product. So I think there's a lot of factors that have been leading to this problem with TNA. And as far as that goes, we don't really know that PNA and Spike TV have said because neither one of these organizations have come forth and said that. All we have so far is the TMZ story. Spike hasn't confirmed anything, and PNA hasn't come forth and said anything. So, there might be some more to the story that we don't know about.
0: Uh, we're uh, gonna... cur-
3: currently, uh, Viacom has commented saying we don't discuss negotiations yep. ongoing. Yep. So They're completely have their mouths closed on what's up with them and TNA is essentially saying that they are still currently negotiating whether or not any of that's true or false we don't know and it's 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 not a cancellation it's a non-renewal so TNA exists on television for a few more weeks well a little bit longer than that and we're going to see what happens you know, you said earlier, Joe, you know we uh we would we would hope we have some sort of idea finalization either or this week, but we don't. And we probably will continue to have this as a bullet point right through the end of their airing on uh on Spike, unless something official is announced,
0: absolutely. And I, I did say at the you know early in the show, Mark and I were talking that, uh, or maybe it was even before we got on air, we were talking about you know we were thinking of just jumping on like earlier in the week and being like, okay. This is uh, you know TNA got canceled. Now we need to talk about this. And then all the news started coming out, and uh, yeah. this came out on Sunday is up in the air uh, is whether or not TNA will tape the uh, New York City tapings August fifth through seventh. Uh, For television without any deals in place, um, which they're advertising those shows as tapings, so I'd imagine that's still going to happen. Whether or not, from what
6: I understand, August sixth and seventh is supposed to be the tapings that goes up through October, which has been announced would be their final time. If we go with you know the TMZ story, so I'm thinking they're taping TV up to October and then hopefully they're figuring by then they might find a new TV home or something because they still have international TV deals. True. But international
0: TV isn't going to help them over here in the American market. True. Uh, Well, you know, Dixie Carter apparently informed employees that TNA had decided to leave Spike TV as opposed to Spike not opting to renew the contract. Uh, TNA is still in denial, saying that they have not signed an extension and still in negotiations. Uh, Jim Cornette, who will be at uh, IHWE Old School Hustle, Give you a quick plug there, Michael. <laughs> uh, he tweeted... Uh, he tweeted on Monday morning. Uh, the best comedy writes itself, but the worst writers repeat the same outcome. Hashtag, oops, he did it again. Hashtag, say goodnight, Dixie. <laughs> uh, Matt Morgan... Uh, you gotta love absolutely. Matt Morgan... Uh, they were and are atrociously bad at advertising that show whatsoever. I never used to see us advertise except maybe an hour before Impact started. Not acceptable. And two, the bad s- side of the sword is obviously that it takes a ton of TNA's revenue away that they counted on to pay the wrestlers. But four, the company's future... <laughs> oh, that's supposed to be four as in F-O-R. The company's future... I think the further they get the hell away from Spike, the better the company will be. That's just my opinion, obviously. The most annoying part was when wrest- when still wrestling there uh, all- was I'd see Bellator constantly advertised, and we were doing better numbers at the time. Hell, even Mansur's got better PR than the network than we did which now if you're listening to Matt Morgan's complaint here about Spike TV and you go back you realize that Spike TV is the national network was the national network where ECW ran television and that was a criticism of Paul Heyman's on Spike uh, on, on that network was that they never got any advertising except in maybe the show before Rollerball or, you know, Rockin' Bowl or whatever the fuck it was called you know you know it, it's it's almost like okay that's that makes sense. Right? And I know, Topher, you mentioned earlier you were an ECW fan. You probably saw those uh, horrific uh, ECW on TNN tapings.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope that if this doesn't work out, I do hope that uh, it's probably for the better if TNA does find a new home. The whole Bellator thing has always annoyed me. It's just so one sided. You know, Mike Tene will plug Bellator. And. I watch Bellator sometimes just because, I mean, it's not really my cup of tea, but, you know, Bellator, they never advertise TNA or anything like that, and um, my mom, she likes to watch cops, you know, they show cops all the time on Spike, and yeah. if you watch Spike TV in the afternoon, you know, they show ads for for uh, bar rescue, they show ads for cops, they show ads for, like, for whatever reason, Spike TV has a boner for just showing Star Wars movies every every other weekend, they show ads for like everything except impact and then when they do show an ad for impact it's usually like 10 minutes before the show starts like around eight fifty. it's just been consistent like this as as far as back as i can remember
0: and again this is this was uh Whoa. the same thing they pulled with the, with ecw <laughs> when they had ecw on the network
6: well, Spike TV. I have to agree as far as their advertising and all that goes. My wife watches The Cops marathons, which seem to be on every day, and all uh, And they advertise Frankenfood during Cops, and I'm not quite sure what Frankenfood has to do with any type of you know relevance with the Cops show and all that. But, you know, but they advertise Frankenfood, like you said, Bar Rescue, Tacky Rescue. You know, on occasion you might see the little, you know, graphic appear in the very bottom right corner. You know, TNA Impact Wrestling, and that's it, yeah, but if you blink, you miss it. They really do drop the ball as far as advertising goes. We watch a lot of Spike TV, and I never see anything either, so but it's like I said, it's that a little blurb on the bottom, but you know, when you're advertising, you know, I watch Frank and Food, I think it's fun, but when you're advertising Frank Food over something that's a little bit more, um, I mean, I know I'd like to think that TNA Impact is a little bit more relevant than, you know, creating the chicken fried something or whatever they come up with, but It's kind of the priorities are off. I think you know Bellator gets a lot of advertising, Spike gets nothing, and right, ECW didn't either. I watched ECW back when they were on the national network, which before that was the Nashville network, and all they had was Florence Henderson and country kitchen cooking shows. (laughs) So I mean, the evolution of this channel is just kind of odd. Spike's supposed to be the you know it was originally supposed to be you know TV for guys. And now with Bar Rescue and some of these others, I mean, I think my wife watches it more than I do, so I don't know how much of TV for guys really Spike is anymore.
5: Are are any of you guys familiar with the old network known as G4?
4: Yeah. Yes.
5: Um, I'm looking at Spike right now, and I'm having flashbacks of G4. I discovered G4 when I first started high school way back in the early 2000s, and I love g4 to those not familiar with it it was basically like a network for gamers and um it was really cool you could watch e3 on g4 they had like all types of shows that talked about different types of games like basically if you're a gamer there's something for you on g4 but then as it got more popular they just you know sometimes things are just better off underground kind of like that this is awesome channel wrestling but yeah. as they got more popular they they made more fusion tech deals and they made some agreement with Tech TV, and when Tech TV kind of took them over, half the gaming shows just sort of disappeared. And they started showing stuff that had nothing to do with gaming, like Cops reruns and, and uh, just, just other shows that had like nothing to do with gaming. And many of their popular gaming shows, like Attack of the Show and, and just other stuff like that, slowly but surely just kind of vanished, and eventually G4 was just a joke you know people just and you know the main thing about it was you know E3 the big gaming expo during the summer people would always you know love to watch G4 for E3 information but you couldn't even get that anymore so it became a joke it wasn't even a gaming network anymore and now it's gone and the network has just kind of evolved into something called Esquire Network a channel a network that like uh, caters to metrosexual men or, or something like that so at the time i was very upset because i thought it was a really cool network but now that i you know i'm older and i look back on it i see that you know the seeds were being planted and uh, obviously g4 just didn't want to be a gaming network anymore they wanted to be something else and, and now they are something else so i look at what spike tv is doing and you know i always remember it was known as the network for men and if you look at it now there's really not that much stuff that most guys would watch and i know that impact may not be the best show but it's still one of their highest-rated shows on Spike. That
0: was the point I was going to. That was the point I was going to make. Not to cut you off is is that they don't advertise the show. Yet it's one of the highest-rated shows on the on the damn network.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the reasons they don't advertise it is they feel a the need not to. Maybe because maybe. it is the most highly rated one.
5: But if um you know like we've been saying with all the cop shows and you know, the bar rescues, you know, more and more it's just looking like it's not really a network for men. So, the only thing I can think of is if they don't want to renew Spike, maybe they want to take the network into a new direction. Maybe it'll evolve into something else like G4 did. Because if if they really do get rid of Impact Wrestling, like, even though they don't advertise it like you guys were saying, it still is consistently one of their highest rated shows. So, if if they get rid of Impact Wrestling, I don't really see how the network is going to survive, really. Because you know, I mean, you can watch Cops anywhere. I mean, there's other stations that show Cops. It's not yeah. just, like,
0: your local Fox affiliate shows Cops.
5: <laughs>
2: well, what, let's see this. We got, we've got we got Hardcore Pawn on True TV. We've got Pawn Stars on History. So what other porn name can they turn into a pawn show?
0: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Only on
2: Spoing TV. <laughs> well,
1: on Monday, Viacom did issue. I was issue. so disappointed when I heard Hardcore porn was being shown on network TV. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Viacom issued a statement on Monday saying that uh, the uh, uh, per Viacom company policy, we don't comment on ongoing negotiations. Bob Ryder from TNA uh, and Dixie Carter both said that reports are not true. Negotiations with Spike TV are ongoing. And Dave Lagana, former creative writer for WWE and current director of creative writing for TNA, has supposedly, allegedly... Approached Ring of Honor for a job. He uh, reportedly wants to produce featured live pay-per-view events and manage Ring of Honor's online and social media presence. So that's uh, that's something to think about. Is he trying to jump sh- uh, jump from a sinking ship or is he just trying to maybe get a better job title? That's... You don't know. Right? Right.
6: One thing we need to look at, though, we're also talking about, you know, Spike, for movie. There's also rumors going around that possibly Spike is looking to buy TNA, like they did with Bellator, because they own, the company owns Bellator. Right. So they're talking that they're also trying to buy TNA, which might lead to why they're saying we're taking it out of the TV to kind of give them some sort of, you know, foot in the door to get it going on there. It might end up being that that's kind of what this deal is, too. A lot of people haven't really talked about that too much. They keep talking about how this is the end of t
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. I've also heard that that they would uh, that they were interested in possibly purchasing. Uh, Taz on Monday tweeted out that he unfollowed Vince Russo, saying he's annoying and all about his brand. hashtag Go away. And then later on Monday, Smith Hart tweets, "Congratulations uh, at." Congratulations, this one was good. yeah! Congratulations at Pyro Valley. Who? Not only did you murder my brother, but you successfully killed two wrestling companies. I have a challenge for you. Which I think he went on to like challenge him to a wrestling match or something, didn't he? Yeah, he he
6: actually he followed up. He challenged him to fight it down for glory.
3: Okay, and he said he would <laughs> donate all of the uh, the proceeds to the fund for Owen as well. Um, uh-huh. Because I think he probably clued in how that was, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of people give you know Smith shit, and I I don't know the guy. I I only have run into a few of the hearts living in Calgary here. Never run into Smith. Um, his other his other brothers that I I have run into one of course we've had on the show many times being Bruce who also gets a lot of shit. I, fucking one of the classiest guys I've ever personally talked to of the family. Um, I kind of feel bad for the ones that I do know because I kind of work alongside of them in my day job so (laughs) it's just one of those things man um i've run into uh owen's daughter a couple times she's a good kid too and i just wonder what they think when this type of stuff comes up online because it's uh that family's fucked man they just there's just too many weird intertwined politics going on there did anyone hear any of the other hearts comment on this at all
1: no i think um someone agreed some another heart agreed with him not to Or owen's widow
5: not to cross promote or anything but you know he knows i'm part of a pwp for wrestling powerhouse and uh, yep. we have a show every sunday uh bruce hart he has his own show on sundays and yep. um when he talks a lot of times he gives his opinion about wrestling and stuff and um He often, um, when he, sometimes when fans call in, they'll ask him about Russo. Because, you know, fans can call in and give an opinion, you know, just like your show, Joe. And every time Bruce talks about Vince, he talks about Vince like from a third person. As if, like, he's already dead when he's alive. It's just sort of weird. It's very, very, very strange. I I get the vibe from Bruce that he doesn't necessarily hate Russo. but he doesn't care for him either. It, It seems like mentioning Russo to a heart is like the equivalent of mentioning Benoit on WWE television, it's like he who cannot be named. His 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 demeanor and his attitude just changes completely anytime Russo is brought up. But you know, hey, Owen was family. That was their, you know, that was their brother yeah. and stuff like that. So well, one
0: you know. of the things I read this week was that uh, the re- the reason that Smith would blame Russo is because it was Russo's idea to have the the entrance uh, where the super- superhero like entrance to quote J- uh, Jim Ross. Um, where he comes down uh, from the rafters on a harness, and that uh, they they kind of felt maybe that Vince Russo should have made sure he was there on time because I guess what well, you know the the story is that he wasn't there on time and they didn't get it get to do a safety check or whatever, but uh, they blame Russo for him not getting there on time or 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 not you know verifying that the harness was safe or or whatever. I I don't know, but. Um, you know, that that's the story that I heard uh, earlier this week, uh, right when the Smith-Hart thing was coming out. And uh, while we're talking
6: um, about... If you, Go ahead. If you listen to uh, the... Oh, I'll plug it here. The Steve Austin podcast, Russo was on a few weeks ago, and I happened to be listening to it. And his story with the Owen thing is that it was the Thursday before the pay-per-view, and he was doing the finals on the script and everything, and they came, somebody came up to him, I forget what the name was and said that the rigging crew with that does things uh, rappel from uh, in WCW mm-hmm. was there and they were wondering if they could talk to Vince about it, if they could be them for the show and Vince talked to him and thought, hey, this would work great for the Owen Hart gimmick, let's do it and then on Sunday, before the show he saw Owen back in catering and asked Owen how it went, Owen said everything went fine so according to Russo it was a last minute addition to the show that wasn't in the actual, the original script, and that there was a test run. Now, how much of that you can actually believe, I don't know, but that is, according to Vince direct from his own mouth on the uh, Austin podcast.
0: Right. Uh, well, Jim Ross I I know I'm skipping here, uh, but Jim Ross on Vince Russo, this was Tuesday night, uh, says, I'm chatting with Vince Russo for a future Ross Report podcast, and which should be an interesting conversation, especially in light that Russo is being blamed for killing two wrestling companies and even implicated in, quote, murdering Owen Hart. Uh, So that that will be an interesting uh, episode of the Ross Report to come up, which is uh, much like Steve Austin's podcast on podcastone.com. On 800 flowers
4: oh. <laughs> Go ahead.
5: Now, um, Jim Cornette has said for years that he believes that Vince Russo became a born-again Christian out of guilt for what happened to Owen. But I know Jim, he hates, um, everybody knows Jim Cornette hates Russo. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take what Cornette says of a grain of salt, I suppose. <laughs>
0: You know, Michael's had Jim Cornette on, and uh, and I, I know he's doing some more IHWE stuff in the future and uh, maybe a guest on some other podcast along the way, but this would have been a good week to have to have Jim Cornette on your podcast.
6: <laughs> this uh, would have been the busy.
0: week. He is busy. He's at the NWA Legends Convention, I know. but uh... Jim Cornette's
6: opinion on Vince Russo was very... Uh, yeah, he does not like the guy. He was on our show back in May and David asked him a simple question he was asking about Mark Merrill and Sable and that whole kind of you know how they booked Mark Merrill and everything and it went into a 20 something minute steal great story my, I mean if anybody gets a chance to listen to it go back take a listen you know May 28th uh, episode of I City Radio 20 minute story about how Vince McMahon and Vince Russo were enamored of Sable and how they brought her in for that and he just kept bashing on Vince, and you can tell by the way he talks says the name Vince, he does not like Vince Russo. I mean, and it's a great story to hear, but you can definitely hear the uh, animosity he has for Vince Russo.
0: You can just listen to his own show on yeah. uh, on MLW Radio, Jim Cornette Experience, and he will he'll just go off on rants about uh, about Russo. Just somebody will mention Russo, and he'll <laughs> you can just hear it in his voice, you know. And you're absolutely right. Uh, Also coming out on Tuesday was that uh, Hulk Hogan is part of the reason TNA is having trouble shopping around Impact Wrestling to a new network. Uh, They were considered a higher-profile product with him uh, than they are without him. It's believed if TNA were forced to sell their assets, they could get $500,000 for their entire video library. Which, you know... Given the, given the amount of...
6: Is Vince McMahon going to buy the, the video library to air on the WWE Network to try to increase the subscribers because he lost so many and whatever? <laughs> we're
4: we're going to talk about that TNA in a got,
6: awesome. re, got weaved into that story, too. So that just goes to show you how much everybody talks about TNA. You know, they announced network subscribers are dropping like 100-something thousand. They're only at 700,000 total subscribers now. And somehow... Then buying the TNA video library could be good for the network because it would be more, you know, that he can air on his uh, channel and attract more subscribers. So somehow TNA kind of weasel its way into that one as well.
3: Yeah, I've I've heard people talking about that too. I if if they ever do actually pick up that library, if if TNA ceases to exist, it won't be any time soon. I, the WWE has a lot of other big issues to worry about, and the library is still going to be a library in a year.
0: Yeah. And, that and was that's a-
3: kind of the way I look at it. If, if, if they want it, I, if I had the money and I was in a situation I wasn't bad right now in the WWE, having some of those clips of guys like Sting and Christian and Angle, sure. Yeah. $500,000? That's not that bad a deal.
0: It's that that's chump change to the WWE, but we're talking about a time when WWE is trying to cut twenty million in expenses. So you know, what's Vince gonna do? Oh, you know, let's let's make it nineteen and a half million. <laughs> let's pick up that TNA library. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, but obviously this I I don't know why this is news that Hulk Hogan not being a part of TNA lowers their value. I mean, obviously. If you have, let's face it, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest stars in wrestling history. Because I know you know some people have turned around and said, "No, Austin is the biggest star in wrestling history." But one of the biggest stars, arguably the biggest star in wrestling history, they had him on their program, and now they don't. And you're, uh, this is news that it's it's causing them to be lower in in value, in hey,
3: Coming <laughs> from the observer, can't can't ask them directly, but. You you kind of made the point. It's having a a name that's recognizable. I but of course, as we all know, you know Hulk Hogan went out of his way to promote the fact that he was on TNA well, when he was with them.
0: Yeah, that's true.
3: Now we all collectively laugh.
0: <laughs> you know my my favorite part about this is when they signed Hulk Hogan. It was the week that the Hulk uh, the Hulk Hogan unreleased collection was coming out on DVD from WWE. And WWE's got to advertise this DVD so they could sell it. So people are watching this commercial like whatever happened to Hulk Hogan? Oh wait he's on impact wrestling now what's impact wrestling? At least that's what I thought would have happened obviously that didn't happen <laughs> but or,
6: uh, they didn't market that DVD that much though no they, they advertised I, I it like it but I didn't see a lot of marketing for the Hogan unreleased DVD like you do all the other uh, stuff that comes out of the DVD
0: machine that WCW has. No, they they advertised it a couple of times, but they didn't go into heavy promotion mode because obviously that would just be dumb with him being a part of your competition now. (laughs) And, you know, they don't want to plug the fact that, you know, Hulk Hogan even exists if he's working for the competition because look what happened with WCW. He came along and they changed the face of pro wrestling years after he showed up because they had to wait for Scott Hall and Kevin Nash to get out of their contracts before they did anything good with Hulk Hogan.
6: I was
0: going to say, I watched that first Hogan-Flair match the other day, and it's like, oh, look, Shaquille O'Neal's there and Mike Tyson, uh, not Mike Tyson, uh, Mr. T is there. is like, Is Mr. T's mama there? I don't know. Uh, well, Jim Ross, this came out on Wednesday, has been talking to Dixie Carter about appeal- uh, appearing on the uh, the uh, J- uh, Jim Ross uh, podcast, the Ross Report, on Podcast One. <laughs> 1-800 <laughs> flowers. 1-800-Flowers. Get your alpha brain. <laughs> Swig a beer for the working man. Anyway. <laughs> uh, contents for TNA's British Boot Camp 2 have been revealed, er, I, I guess that meant to say contestants: Rampage, Brown, Mark Andrews, Martin Stone, Noam Dar, El Ligero, Shah Samuels, R.J. Singh, and the Ol- Owens twins. I thought I, I almost said the Olsen twins. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> I am looking forward to my wonderful victory in British Boot Camp and my upcoming TNA contract.
4: <laughs> 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 Wait, oh, shit. <laughs>
0: Okay, now now this is where things get interesting because uh, because now we're, t- we're for two days we're saying oh man Spike TV's Spike TV's canceling Impact this is this is big Impact's going under Vince Russo tweets officially done with TNA today they suggested a break I declined finality was better for me details coming at pyroandballyhoo dot com because you know if you want the full details you have to pay for them on pyroandballyhoo dot com.
3: Uh, he pulled one of these pranks last night. I, so, I know uh, that. I know that. We'll we're get gonna to get that to that. We're right? gonna get to that. I'm
0: sure. Uh, meanwhile, uh, well, uh, PWI is reporting that TNA flat out fired Russo, and that there were no breaks suggested. Now, if you get the full story here, of he wasn't supposed to tell anybody that he was working for TNA, and then he sends an email to a dirt sheet that's yep. supposed to go to his TNA people that he's working with. And then flat out admits he was working for TNA. Of course, they fucking fired him.
3: <laughs> well, don't forget he first denied. He sent the email. Oh, I know.
0: I know that. I know. <laughs>
3: and then hours later. Yeah. Oh. But foot in my mouth. Meanwhile, I mean, I mean, you state that.
0: Meanwhile, Smile. TNA. There was,
3: there, was, there was a conversation that happened there. Some sort of email exchange. I think all of us would love to know exactly oh, what it was. Sure. No details.
0: Well. Meanwhile well, this time, he didn't see, see the dirt sheets. <laughs> yeah, right. Meanwhile, TNA hired Team 3D alumni Chris um, Melendez, a former Army sergeant. He was signed to a multi-year deal. Still known in the locker room as Sarge Melendez, is set to make his debut for the company during the August 5th through 7th tapings at the uh, ha- at the Manhattan Center in New York City. So they're hiring talent.
3: Yeah. And that—that's that, now. This is when things are really getting interesting because, okay, they're not renewed, and they're—they ex- start extending contracts after this as well. Well, and we're about to get to that.
0: Well, I mean, this but, is the thing: is if they don't find another TV network, they're nothing more than a glorified indie, right? So now they got—they've got to pay these people these contracts that they have. But how are they going to maintain these contracts without TV? Is is going to be the question? And we're gonna we're gonna, I guess we're gonna see. Uh, but Thursday, the reason Spike TV and Viacom won't comment on ongoing negotiations is that even though Impact is largely dead in the water on their side, they're trying to be nice to TNA and not hurt their leverage in negotiations to find a new broadcast partner. If they did accept an offer from Spike, it would be far less than what they currently get per episode. That TNA would no longer be able to continue operating at their current level. That comes from the Observer.
3: Now, this is, this is the thing, though. We know that the Carter family have become heavily involved with the financials of TNA. So there's no way they're signing these people without, you know, them actually signing off and saying that's okay. Right. There's something that they know that we don't. Right, right. That suggests to me that all the people, especially the ones that are dancing on a grave that's not even there, which probably hasn't even been dug, might find themselves with their own fate in their own mouth a little bit later this is is when at this point when I started to really look at this stuff and I'm like I'm glad we didn't do a show by the way midweek because I don't buy that this is the same family that forced Dixie to get rid of a whole bunch of these big contracts we know that how can they be signing people with the same family more or less influencing this whole company. This is this is the fucking Chewbacca argument. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Do you know what I mean? Like, does does anybody have a, 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 an answer to how that works? I don't. Cause I don't. It doesn't make sense.
0: Oh, no, no. But but you're absolutely right. They uh, they obviously know something we don't know. And that's that's good because they should know things that we don't know. We shouldn't know the entire details of what's going on, but we should. We we can at least speculate. And you're and absolutely right. As on a that.
3: fan, I'm happy because I like this show and I want them to continue. Especially lately, it's been pretty <laughs> fucking good.
5: Words cannot describe. We
6: gotta look. We gotta look it this way. Also, uh, as I said earlier. You know, negative publicity sometimes is just what is good publicity because your name's getting out there. There's a lot of stories going around of PNA dying, PNA this, but everybody's paying attention to it. So right now, they're garnering a lot of publicity. They might have something going on, you know, behind closed doors that they're working to be allowed on, knowing that right now they're in the spotlight, and when they have their chance, they're going to drop it because everybody's paying attention. So a lot of this negative publicity could be working in favor of TNA because we're paying attention right now. So we're going to hear the big announcement. Yeah. And as far as TV is, though, another option you can look at because it's a big thing is, you know, you're, you've got, you know, with your two boxes and your streaming players and everything else, places like, you know, Hulu, Netflix, and all that, on-demand is becoming a big thing. Yeah, I mean, look at the Emmy nominations. We'll go off to some help for a second. Orange is the New Black is like a huge Emmy nomination, and it's a show that runs on Netflix. A lot of the shows run on Netflix now. There's those options, too. TNA might be able to work out something with one of those. With an on-demand network, you pay your nine 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 a month, but a lot of us already pay for that anyway. So, like, Netflix and Hulu Plus and places like that are already getting a large amount of subscribers, and the network proved that people are paying for the money, too, that's another viable option that hasn't really been discussed, and that might be something else that teammates looking into.
0: True. True enough. Yeah,
3: Tolfer, you are about to say something there, too.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah,
5: I I was just going to say words can't describe how much I hate Hulk Hogan, but I'm not going to go into a rant about it, because it would take too long, and I don't want to kill time.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh meanwhile uh tna's teasing a uh a new star in their who is coming videos uh which uh they're they're very bad at disguising things because i actually saw the the one of the teaser videos earlier and it flat out says havoc at one point uh so the they uh probably bringing in indie wrestling star jessica havoc that's the uh big rumor right now as to who the who is coming in the videos
1: I have to say, I do like those videos though it, like, every time it is they'll probably reveal another letter or something and I think that's pretty good but as you said it's also poorly designed that if you pause it at the right time it clearly
0: says Havoc yeah. uh, Cowboy James Storm posted an interesting tweet uh, great and very interesting meeting with at Viacom today moving on up to the east side That could be interesting. Cowboy and, James yeah, Storm's getting his own fishing to to show. Look
1: at all the replies that basically said he was implying he's on his way to NXT.
3: <laughs> Maybe. Which is kind of funny because they're in Florida.
0: Yeah, that, that's you're you're moving down to the south of. Well, no, he wouldn't be moving far at all.
4: <laughs> He'd be
0: moving across the street.
6: All right, guys, um, I hate to leave the conversation, but I got to get back to some other things here, so. Um, it's been fun, kind of sitting around listening and talking about TNA. I haven't really had a chance to, you know, speak my opinions on it yet. So, thank you for letting me be part of this. So.
0: Absolutely, Michael. Thank you for ha- thank you for joining us. And you can check out IHWE Radio every Wednesday night. And
6: Wednesday night, eight PM Central, uh, um, six Pacific, seven Mountain. 9 Eastern, and also IHWE TV, 10 p.m. Central, every Wednesday night, immediately following IHW Radio.
0: All right, Michael, take care.
4: <laughs>
0: take care. I'll talk to you soon. We'll we'll, we'll get together on that website right. thing. So
6: <laughs>
3: Thank
0: you. Bye. Later. Bye. Boy. All right. Meanwhile,
4: <laughs>
0: back to my notes here. Uh, John Gabrick has TNA news. Happy to announce a multi-year extension for DJ Z uh, with TNA Impact Wrestling. So, yes, multi-year contract extension. Multi-year contract extension now. So we're talking at least two years. They've just extended Zima Ion to a contract. Mm. Which means they're (laughs) expecting to be around in two years, at least, at, at the very least, because that's, you know, multi-years at least two they're either pissing away their money or
1: they are very confident about sticking around
0: yeah. or they
5: know something we don't
1: well yeah, yeah, is and, and, and that makes them confident
4: <laughs>
0: yeah uh and the nielsen ratings numbers are not available yet but impact wrestling did a one uh, did 1.38 million viewers and a 0.5 in the 18 to, uh, 18 to 49 demographic, about even with 1.42 million and 0.5 last week. It's a shame the number went down because the show was so much better. That's what I heard. I heard last week's wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't as good as uh, the two that it was sandwiched between.
3: Well, but I mean, as we went over it, it was setting up. The, you know, right? This yeah, it was it, setting it, up this week's kind of like the inverted Star Wars argument you know where M- well I don't want to say what the best Star Wars film was Empire Strikes Back but it's the other way around they, 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 set up, they set up their dominoes they let everyone look at the dominoes and then they knock them all down
5: this week's um, episode of Impact Wrestling or Destination X was a really solid show it was the best show this week uh, better than anything WWE or Ring of Honor done this week Uh, I thought it was the best show TNA has done in a long time. And uh, actually, when the year is over, you know, when all the podcasts and everybody does like, you know, best show of the year, whatever, I think uh, Destination X is a good candidate. It was just a really good show. And uh, I just wish that TNA could could put out shows like that on a weekly basis because when I watched that show last Thursday, it it really felt like a legitimate alternative to WWE. You know, it felt like it was. It was different, like this is something that's totally different from what WWE is doing. They're not trying to do anything WWE is doing and it's actually working and fans are into it. Fans really, really love that Hardy's wolves match. I was very oh, yeah. surprised, like it was one of those matches on paper that looks good, but like it's really, really good and you know, the fans were really into it. You know, One and of the, the
1: few times I agreed with Tanay when he said a, a dream match that actually delivered.
5: Yeah. Because that was one of
1: the few legit dream matches you can have in this generation.
5: They're doing yeah, f- They really uh, delivered. I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be uh, that good. I know people give Matt Hardy crap, you know, for you know, his Matt Hardy
1: game.
0: twinkie toes. <laughs> <But> they,
5: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. You know,
0: they're so. advertising for the next set of uh New York City tapings, the Hardys, the Wolves, and Team 3D in a I'm in a triple
1: threat t- match. That that's just
0: collective jizzing by the entire audience, right? Absolutely. It, you don't have Edge and Christian anymore, so you gotta. I guess the Wolves would be the next best thing, right?
1: I would not be surprised if the New York crowd actually started jacking it off
4: while the match <laughs> was going on. <laughs>
0: well, that's that's New York City for kind of you. Kind of crowd. Yeah.
5: <laughs> that's some ECW stuff. Everybody, give me <laughs> some head. Throw his head in the ring. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, and they the- al-
3: they also set up the uh, the the three-way all three of those matches were pretty solid i I enjoyed them as well I, I love the tag match too um I can't really say anything that furthers what you guys already mentioned with that but i I like this uh this tandem we have uh, with Sonata uh, Samoa Joe and Loki how
5: about um how about that Brian Cage dude man you could tell he was trying to get higher
3: yeah that- he, he got, he's for the size that guy's fast man. He was just great. <laughs> and then, of course, we had we had a really good uh, main event. I mean, you can't always you can't always expect the title to change hands, which would have been really cliche. And I, I think keeping it on Lashley is a smart move here. Uh, what did you guys think of that main event? I, I thought it was I thought it looked really good. I thought Lashley was very simple in many ways, but extremely effective in that role because it just. It sells the idea that he's a monster that destroys people, as uh, opposed um, to Sings to his nailed bat. I I,
1: admit I skipped through a few minutes of it, because I'm not a fan of one-sided beatdowns, but it was still a good match, and there was a lot of times when you thought, holy shit, Ares might actually win this. I mean, I can't believe he picked Lashley up for the Brain Buster. It,
5: I thought that the, uh, dude
1: is ridiculously strong, even though he doesn't look
5: it. Yeah, I thought the match was, was great. And uh, what pissed me off was, like, before the match, I I deal with, like, a lot of WWE trolls, so I guess I just need to hang around better fans. People were saying, like, the match was unbelievable. There's no way a small guy like Aries can beat Lashley. And I'm like, Aries versus Lashley is no more unbelievable than Punk versus Lesnar or HBK versus Vader or Eddie versus Lesnar and so on and so forth. You got a really big guy against an athletic small guy and the match was realistic it wasn't just Aries going in he was being dominated occasionally getting in good offense but it still made you believe think that Aries could win one thing that really pisses me off and this is how you can identify very quickly if someone is a WWE mark or not is people say Aries is like a CM Punk ripoff and it's dumb because if anyone that's watched Ring of Honor knows that Daniel Bryan, Aries, Joe, Seth Rollins all those dudes are cut from the same cloth they all wrestle similar styles they are very opinionated and they just speak what's on their mind. Matter of fact, Aries was Ring of Honor champion before Punk was. In fact, Punk he beat Aries for the Ring of Honor title. The whole Option C stuff that Aries has been using, people are saying, "Oh, that's a ripoff of Brock Lesnar because he's playing C." But Aries has been using the Option C yeah. gimmick <laughs> since 2012. Yeah, and it's, oh, you know, Aries, and what I love about Aries is, uh, you know people use suicide dives as a very common move but if you pay attention when Ares does it he's the only guy that actually uses the bottom rope because he gets more momentum off the push and Ares he at and this is like not a this isn't isn't a jab at CM Punk CM Punk is good but he never used any power moves whenever CM Punk fought a guy that was bigger than him he never did like a body slam or a suplex all he does is to go to sleep Ares does legit power moves he actually does like you know brain busters and stuff you know, Punk could never lift a guy like Lashley. Aries is is strong. I think Aries is like one of the most underappreciated fans. Um, Not fans, one of the most underappreciated wrestlers. And people just, just dismiss him as like a CM Punk ripoff. And it's like total bullshit. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But great match though.
0: Well, last bit of news here for, for the TNA portion. This comes from uh, late last night, I would say. Maybe, maybe early this morning. Uh, Vince Russo revealed the shocking truth about TNA, but to get the info you had to be a pre- paid subscriber to his website or, much like myself, just be patient. Uh, Russo blamed Spike TV said, Sing along if you if you know the words. Blame Spike TV for TNA's recent lack of growth and claim that Spike TV has never correctly promoted TNA since they've been on their network for the past nine years. Which apparently is also an opinion that uh, is shared by Dixie Carter and other members of TNA management, of course, just not it, not publicly, and most of the fans, and most of the talent, and, and Matt Morgan, obviously <laughs> Paul
1: Heyman sitting there like, I could have
0: fucking told you that.
1: <laughs> Jim Cornette suppressing a stroke, reading.
0: <laughs> Jim Cornette's like, well, of course they didn't promote the damn product. <laughs> <laughs> They got Vince Russo there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she, she basically
3: have... just carbon copied uh, Matt Morgan's Twitter into uh, yeah. the, the, ball he the <laughs> Yeah. Basically, he,
0: and Matt Morgan basically carbon copied uh, Paul Heyman's uh, Rise and Fall of ECW speech.
4: But, 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 but but he oh my god. Just, just, just stuttered it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god Matt Morgan stuttering gimmick
5: <laughs> hey uh is it true that uh Matt Morgan has heat with Big Show I heard that somewhere he has what I heard him and Big Show have heat
0: um they were working together in, uh, in WWE before Morgan left so there could be some truth to that I, I haven't heard that Okay, I, there could be though you never know could explain why uh, Morgan never showed back up in WWE after he left TNA when he was trying to sign with them. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so that's that's been the week for TNA. And WWE has had a week too. But let's take a break. George was supposed to pick the break song this week. George is not here. So on his behalf, I'm going to pick a uh, song off of the latest... EP from Lost Elysium called Catharsis Uh yes I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give Lost Elysium some airplay just because they're my friends and I saw them last night they put on a heck of a show and this song is called expiration date unknown hey
3: that's appropriate nice yes (laughs) it is appropriate
0: (laughs) and uh, so we'll be back in uh, three minutes and some change
3: District time.
0: Lost Elysium, board wrestling fan radio. Give our buddy George and our our dear friend, Mr. Brian Lee Muller, some exposure. <laughs> Not the indecent kind for once. Right. <laughs> Anyways, we're back. At least I am. <laughs> I'm here too, I was.
1: Okay. Trying to find out about this Matt Morgan Big Show feud and can't find anything. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, oh, well, we're, we're still, we still going to plug. Uh, we gotta, we gotta plug our uh, usual places, even though we're we're kind of going in a different direction with this week's show. Uh, of course, shout outs to CheapHeat.com and AngryMarks.com, our dear friends and dear good sources of news. <laughs> Alice at rwr rwrpodcast.com. She was just with Jim Cornette at the NWA Legends Convention in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's that's cool. She made her first public appearance as a pro wrestling personality. And, of course, our boys at Booker T's at Booker T-E-E-S on Twitter. Tell them you want that Brack Lesnar T-shirt because I want it, damn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, will, I will want buy it. The
3: Go buy the Xavier red shirt. It's awesome. Yes. I'm off the
0: DL- Yeah. So
2: then that way the dude brother shirts
0: gonna be made. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh Well, now, we're, now, now we just spent over an hour on TNA. Now oh, we Shirk can talk. tornado 2 to talk
3: time. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. No. uh WWE financial stuff. Now is is our news category. Uh, n- network employees are being described as very <laughs> nervous about the subscriber number announcement coming uh, this past Thursday. Uh, they were said to be frustrated by the lack of direction from the company, such as being told to produce the Cougar Countdown for Vicky Guerrero, yet having no idea when it would air. Uh, WWE staff are also on edge about second quarter performance report, uh, which was also due out this Thursday, uh, particularly since the latest verified number of subscribers from WWE Network will come out, th- uh, did come out that day. If the number is low... More cuts are expected, which we need to start writing this in future tense. Yeah, I, I think we do. <laughs> uh, uh, the the number WWE Network seven hundred thousand subscribers as of June thirtieth. That means the network has only gained thirty three thousand more subscribers since WrestleMania. WWE wanted nine hundred thousand and up for today uh, for Thursday's announcement.
3: Wow! 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 <laughs>
0: Uh, what may have been lost was that the reason WWE Network only got to 700,000 subscribers is that they added 161,000 subscriptions, but 128,000 people canceled their subscriptions. Uh, damn people calling me during my show. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, canceled their subscription during the same period. And it is pointed out that does not sound like 90% satisfaction. Nope.
3: <laughs> and what's what's more, you know, interesting about this is that these people didn't have to cancel until the end of the six month term. Yet they were so dissatisfied with the product for whatever reason, each their own, whatever it might be, that they went out of their way to say, "Nah, we don't even want the rest of it. Fuck it." Yeah, that's telling, man. That ninety percent is even close. I Any mean, mathematically, if you actually do the math, and the cross ratio, you know, a little cross multiplication out there, folks. Great for math people. Why would you? Here, here. Take this for free. You can have all of it. It and they basically don't. Like, what? Yeah. Even JT sticking around till the end.
4: Yeah. <laughs> That's i <not>
3: stupid. <laughs> You oh. can't even buffer their shit and he's sticking
0: around. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
0: the WWE is offering a new pricing option. And this is, uh, this is if you only want the WWE Network for one month. Now, SummerSlam is coming up. Oh, SummerSlam is, is August 17th. If you just oh, want to watch it. If you want to watch SummerSlam. And you don't want to pay 60 bucks to your cable provider, provided your cable provider is providing the, uh, <laughs> the event, which mine will be because I'm no longer a DirecTV subscriber, but that's a, neither here nor there. Uh, $19.99 gets you one month of the WWE Network. That means you get SummerSlam and you get the entire archives. You have access to that for one month for 20 bucks still not bad quite honestly that's basically a pay-per-view that yeah basically basically you're buying a pay-per-view for 20 bucks instead of 60 now if you if you're a recurring subscriber and you sign up for the 6 months <laughs> you'll still get it for 999 a month and I, I they're also they're also offering that you pay the you know the six the 60 bucks in advance or whatever if you wanted to do that as well now meanwhile the network is coming to Canada kind of uh Rogers struck a 10 year deal with WWE Network that brings the network stream as a pay cable channel at the same updated rates aforementioned uh no information was provided whether this channel will be available Shaw Cable which serves the rest of the country west of Ontario uh starting August 12th a preview of WWE network content including live Wwe pay-per-view events groundbreaking original series live in ring action reality shows and video on-demand library uh, is going to be on Canadian television because that was the rest of that statement <laughs> but, uh, uh, and how exactly access to the library will work not clear at this time
4: Oh, go ahead, Joe. Well, there there
3: is some updates on... on I I, uh, I checked out the Bauer Pollock podcast about this, and they did uh, run it down quite well. Um, they've discovered that it's initially going to be August 12th on a very obscure pay, uh, channel, limited household of 200,000 because they have to lock up the CRTC rights. It's... Uh, just, you know, make sure that they're basically not violating any Canadian broadcasting law and at such short notice, of course, that makes sense. Also, uh, there very well uh, likely be the same model in place from the states in the near future as well as the pay channel that if you subscribe, you will have access to the library, although it still might be limited compared to what you get in the American market. There will be some sort of uh, live on demand type of situation supposedly in place. So the way they described it, and I thought I'm not going to steal their content, pretend it's my own. This is what they said, and it makes a lot of sense. This is what more or less the WWE initially wanted in the American market. This is the model that they would like to put into Europe and other markets in Asia as well. So, I think this whatever happens with Sportsnet should be interesting to watch because probably it will be copied, maybe carbon copied in an email to Mike Tine and Taz. Who knows? <laughs> but this, this is essentially giving the viewer the opportunity to have no problems with buffering and streaming for the, the pay per views on their television or their devices, as well as you know the archive footage if they want to watch it. Again, the selling point being that as opposed to paying $60 for the pay-per-view, you basically buy SummerSlam, you buy WrestleMania, and you get the rest of the year for free. I might actually go on that route if it becomes available with Shaw and the other uh, cable carriers in Canada. Rogers has will have the ability to license it. I've heard absolutely zero updates on the other cable channels as of yet, but dude, I mean, this is not even a week old, so I'm not going to throw them under the bus just yet with what's going to happen up here.
0: Well, you kind of answered the question that I was going to ask you, was was now that it is going to be available, and, and you know how the availability uh, should work, theoretically, if that was something that would interest you, to pay the extra 10 bucks just to be able to watch all the live content. Because I know yeah, you, I, you've, it, been, you've been... It's a possibility,
3: because you, there's only a few things that I actually really watch on cable um modifying my bill if possible to include the network and making sure you know you guys know I'm a hockey fan I've got to get my hockey and as long as all the uh, the other stuff stays on the score and from the sounds of it is uh, it will be we're actually going to start getting main event now which I might watch on occasion we'll see um i might I might, I'm might. i going to wait until all the particulars are in place and, I mean, bide my time because I'm in no massive rush because I have alternative ways, and I've had to have alternative ways to watch this stuff anyway because 60 bucks a pop is just not realistic with the amount of money I have to spend to live in Calgary, which is ri- ri- just ridiculous. But I'm not going to talk about real estate numbers because that's not what this podcast's all about. Right. Damn, it's so expensive.
0: Meanwhile, WWE talent and staff feel the announcers come across as disingenuous, which is a polite way of saying liar, when they call WWE Network like Netflix, but better. This phrase is quietly being phased out anyway, since it ignores the value of their live programming.
1: I have hated that phrase since day one.
0: I, I hate the fact that they're like, when they were doing the free trial, and it was the last night of the free trial, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you'll remember this. You can yeah. go right now and watch this on the WWE Network. Like, wait a minute. Okay, so wait a minute. You want us to stop right now, turn off Monday Night Raw, and go watch the WWE Network. I'm sure the USA Network people are very uh, impressed with this uh, way of doing things. <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, but uh But anyway, WWE announced during the conference call on Thursday that they'll cut staffing by 7% across the board by 3 p.m., The staff layoffs at WWE Corporate in Stanford had already begun. And by 3 p.m. on Friday, staff cuts in Stanford appear to be about 8%, reaching a total of 82 people unemployed since the quarterly report came out 24 hours prior. Now, WWE is telling CNN Money that around 60 people, 60 office people were cut. Of course, they did uh, release uh, some uh, developmental talents and stuff like that, so that's probably uh, factoring into the 82.
3: Yeah, that's that was my yeah. thinking as well. Right. They didn't explicitly state that it was just office people in the ED2. And like you mentioned, at least five or six of the uh, NXT um, that I know of. I heard there was some more, but I don't I don't have any information. Anyone else know about any other guys cut that aren't in our list? Because I know I heard some some other ones tossed around.
0: No, those were the ones that I heard were, were the five there. And I actually I think Oliver Gray actually got released sooner than this past week.
3: Oh, yeah, I know. He did. He just, uh... He had to get a little job in it at everyone's favorite Mojo Volley. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Okay, that's that's a quote from him. Okay. But uh, before we get to that, speaking of cuts, the last issue of WWE Magazine will come out in October unless WWE licenses the name to somebody else to continue the magazine going forward. Now, uh... You know, I used to read WWE Magazine every week, and I kind of stopped just because, like, it was getting kind of pricey, and I was too lazy to bother with a subscription
4: so
0: (laughs) you know i it's uh oh well you know i i might buy the last issue just for the hell of it because i have a ton of wwe magazines laying around
2: until the next time they bring it till they bring it back how long before they bring it
0: back yeah right they They won't they won't well yeah
3: like actually thinks this is a bad cut i think this is Probably the most intelligent thing to cut periodicals are a dying industry. Absolutely. Excuse
0: me. Absolutely. And they advertise the, uh, the I don't know if it's still the same as it used to be, but they're advertising now the WWE magazine app. The yeah. WWE magazine and WWE magazine app are are, are, are bring you a uh, SummerSlam you know, well, they can just have
1: a magazine style show on the network, and they could. There you go. That's they could. Show.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> another W. They should re recreate WWE Confidential. I love that show. Anyway, uh, the the point I'm trying to make is that the the freaking app never worked anyway.
4: <laughs> for the
3: I, fucking magazine. I, I think it would be smarter for them just to go on .dot com, and you know, they're they're trying to revolutionize you know their media in, in one avenue and yeah. Why not follow suit and others? I, there's there's services you can get now where you subscribe and you get like access to a whole bunch of periodicals and electronic form. I'm
0: I'm currently uh, considering subscribing to the next issue. I have a 90 day trial and I get I get a, a, an unlimited number of. You know, magazines, and, and they keep adding more and more titles to the to the group. And i I have it; I read uh, Wired magazine on there, and ESPN magazine, and all kinds of stuff. You know, they could definitely yeah. do that with WWE with WWE magazine if they wanted to go that route.
3: It's it's way cheaper to create as a result without the printing costs, exactly. And you can make you can make it more profitable. I mean, look, look at look at. Like the comic book industry and how they've taken advantage of the fact that they can sell their comics for essentially the same price without having to print a single drop of ink. Well, that's brilliant, man. That's because people are still buying them. Comics are popular as hell still to this day.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, well, we're gonna we we talked about this uh, very briefly, but Garrett Dylan. Uh, Travis Tyler, Slate Randall, Mac Miles, and Danny Jacks were all released from WWE developmental, and uh, Oliver Gray, Joel Redman, uh, former NXT Oliver Gray. Uh, the reason business is failing at Mojo Raleigh WWE is still employed, whilst Sl- Slate Randall WWE is released. Ouch.
1: Well, if you cut Mojo Rawley, you also save a ton of money on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> it's uh, hype. that comes out of his own money. Wink, wink. It's hype.
0: Hype. <laughs> he <laughs> don't get hype. He stay hype. And I like it, I'm teaming with, with 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 Bull Dempsey, who I also don't like. <laughs> okay, that's kind of like great. The two guys I can't stand, they're gonna get big pushes. Are teaming up together now, and probably gonna take the tag titles from the Ascension, who I do like. I know you don't, but I do.
3: No, it's just me. The other guys in the show, I don't know.
0: Well, I know that's. I'm referring specifically to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, WWE has cut the pay for local wrestlers who work on Raw and SmackDown uh, from two hundred dollars to one hundred dollars per appearance. Which, hey, you're a local wrestler, a hundred bucks. You know, you're an indie guy, a hundred bucks for a match on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I, I, that's not a huge. Uh, that's not a huge cut for you. I mean, yeah, you'd you'd make more, and it would be, you know, you, it'd be great to make two hundred bucks a match. But when you're making twenty five bucks a night, a hundred bucks is uh, is a good payday. Come out and lose in five minutes, you
1: know. Well, it can be pretty good exposure. I mean, I still remember Stan Stansky.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Ricardo Rodriguez. I have come to terms with WWE on my release. I want to thank them for a great four years, but I miss wrestling. WWE confirmed the news. WWE has come to terms on the release of WWE superstar Ricardo Rodriguez. As of today, July 30th, 2014, WWE wishes Ricardo Rodriguez the best in all of his future endeavors. Uh, WWE cut Ricardo Rodriguez because they thought he was the wrong size to be a wrestler, which is why he was only working under a mask when he was used, and that he just wasn't that necessary for the Spanish-language broadcasts.
5: Yes, this is a great day because now that he's gone, it's only a matter of time before Del Rio follows. And that'll be the best day in WWE history. All right, <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know that it's actually a really good point. Not, I mean, okay, I, Del Rio is what he is, but I think it seems that like the way they're modifying the way their pay structure is is that we're probably going to see a, a number of guys' contracts expire. So that they can bring them in under the, the network format, like a lot of there's been a lot of people you know, why, why is NXT hire, saying why is NXT hiring all these guys, like bringing in Debit and Steen and so forth, Kenza and whatnot. It's because they can bring them in under these different types of pay structures. That's kind of my thinking along those, the lines of what oh, it's all yeah. about. And that, and they're also really good, and it's one of the main reasons I, I'm reviewing NXT and not SmackDown anymore is because <laughs> I want to see these guys.
0: Yeah, now we have nobody on Raw or SmackDown. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot, G. I welcome. can't, I can't do Raw, <laughs> and you're not doing SmackDown. We got to find new people, man.
3: Yeah.
5: Why, all. why would you want to watch SmackDown
3: anyway?
0: You know, that was the conversation we had earlier in the week. Because all you're watching on SmackDown is the same shit you're going to watch on, on Raw on Monday.
3: Yeah. Hey, hey. SmackDown
5: is like... <clears throat> <clears throat> SmackDown is like useless. I think of all the wrestling things in the world, a lot of fans give SmackDown a pass, and I don't know why. SmackDown is like, it's useless. First of all, you have one world title now, and for so many years, the World Heavyweight title was like the SmackDown title, and now we don't have that. Secondly... Yeah there's no more GM's because the authority runs everything so they finally got rid of Vicky, Vicky's gone and you know they got rid of Brad Maddox because it doesn't matter the authority they rule both Raw and SmackDown and this is just a minor thing but what kinda made SmackDown cool back in the day was Raw and SmackDown both had different commentary teams and when different shows have different commentary teams it gives the show a different vibe but Cole and JBL they do both shows. The only difference is Jerry's and Waller's not there, and he doesn't add anything to the commentary team anyway. So He detracts from it. <laughs> yeah, so, so if Cole and JPL do both Raw and SmackDown, that takes away even more of the individuality that SmackDown had. Another thing that it lacks was SmackDown used to have faces. Like, you know, every era of SmackDown, there was like a face. Like, you know, the era of the SmackDown 6, you know, the era of Edge, Batista, Randy Orton, Christian, Mark Henry, so on and so forth. But now SmackDown has no face. Who is the face of SmackDown? Who's that one guy you think of when you think about SmackDown? There is none. And then lastly, nothing matters on the show. I mean, yeah, sure, you got good wrestling, but nothing of importance actually takes place. Like if there's a title change or like a heel turn or like a money in the bank cash in, all that happens on Raw. How many times do you see something on SmackDown, right? And then like it'll happen on Raw the next week, and they'll act like it never happened before. Like the other day, like not, not too long ago, I think it was like what Cena, Sheamus, and Reigns against like four heels. It did it on SmackDown. Then they did it again on Raw, as if like it never happened. Yeah, it was. And, uh, it was and, the guy- and, and then the crowd editing—they edit the crowd so yep. much to make you the, to brainwash you and to make you cheer and boo. But they want you to do that for it. They've been doing that consistently. They did it with Christian and Orton. They did it when the Daniel Bryan Yes was getting over. They did it when Batista came back. I mean, it was so obvious. You could see the fans were booing Batista, but you could see the cheers. SmackDown is this useless, dude. And I feel bad saying this because I, I used to be a SmackDown guy back in high school. But that's I hate a, it,
0: bro. That's exactly the conversation G and I were just having. You would watch If you watch SmackDown you're basically getting your preview of raw because and that was the specific match i was referring to was the uh, the seven man tag which had the yeah. which had the faces against the heels from the money in the bank ladder match that that was that was one of the matches i was specifically referring to but you you're absolutely right you see these matches on smackdown and then they do them on raw on monday like oh this match never happened before
5: if they want to save SmackDown, and this is just me being an optimist a little bit, you know, sometimes during these pay per views, I see sometimes they have, a, they have some superstars that, you know, are injured or superstars that are not doing anything. I noticed that they're on an the analyst team. Uh, I've heard a little bit of Albert. He's actually pretty good. Why not give him a shot? I've seen Booker T and I've seen Christian. You know, how about give them a run of the commentary team? Alex Riley doesn't seem that bad. Why not get I don't know Christian Booker and Albert have them be commentators? You know it might maybe it might give the show a different flavor to it. You know why is why is main event live on the network and SmackDown isn't? Because if SmackDown was live, I think that would make it a little bit more interesting, wouldn't you agree?
1: Absolutely. I'm gonna go ahead on record and say I kind of miss Booker T on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: shucky ducky, quack quack. <laughs> And his fave five five. (laughs) Every single time he said it Fave five. Everybody in every match on SmackDown was in his fave <laughs> five. Everybody on this podcast is in his fave five. <laughs> Vince Russo is in.
3: Well, he had his he had his cliches. But, I mean, R- that was kind of his, his role was to provide you know the lighthearted sort yeah. of commentary. Vince Russo and-
0: was in his fave five. Let me let, let's let's go back to Vince Russo for a second because they came up with SmackDown when Vince Russo was still working for the company, and to hear Vince Russo tell it, they didn't give him any more money to write SmackDown. They just said, "Oh, you're gonna write an extra two hours of television every week," <laughs> and Vince Russo was like, "Well, I have a family, and no, it doesn't matter. You go, you, you're gonna work on SmackDown."
5: My favorite Booker T moment you guys might remember was like when Darío first came in. I think he was having like a contract signing with Edge or something. I don't know, but like he started beating up Edge. And like Booker T was about to say, "Come on, nigga," but like he corrected himself before he said the full <laughs> phrase. He was like, "Come on, nigga. come on, Daria."
4: <laughs> he said
1: that before on live
0: TV. He had he on, on pay-per-view. No, it, it was television. It was Clash of the Champions. He said it. Oh, Kobe, we <laughs> coming for you. <laughs> that was on live television on TBS. <laughs> so we all know SmackDown truly tied when they got rid of tag team Teddy Long.
5: Oh uh, yes, yes.
0: You know, for me, SmackDown was like SmackDown lost its identity when they got rid of the blue ropes.
5: For me, personally, uh, SmackDown, it, for me, it was dead when they did the Triple H thing. Um, when he first came back, uh, remember, like after the whole Money in the Bank thing, and he, he first became COO, and then he started the Super Show gimmick which yeah. still goes on today. Because right. with the Super Show gimmick, what that did was it effectively killed the brand split. Because he said right. I was like, you, you SmackDown need the guys split. can here on Raw and vice versa. Now, granted, they had been doing that anyway, but that was like the official announcement. So as soon as he did that, I just knew it was only a matter of time before SmackDown just became useless. And for a time, SmackDown was still important. There were still some feuds. You know, like, you know, because around that time, we're in the Orton and, and his people were Christian. And then, Shortly after that, you know, they had Mark Henry's Hall of Pain run, and then Daniel Bryan's Yes stuff in 2012. But really, after that, I say when when Sheamus started becoming champion, just started beating everybody. I think at that point, like it just sort of like you know, nobody cared I, anymore.
0: I, I, I think so. the way to save SmackDown is. Instead of having the same guys that are on Raw, because they have a large enough talent roster, you can throw these mid-card guys on there, but you can still have them wrestle on Raw. They just just don't have the same damn matches over and over again. But at this point, you know, they're only using certain guys. The mid-card is dead. You you, you pointed that out earlier, Topher. You, you said Vince Russo was the last guy to care about the mid-card. And you're right. The mid-card is dead. So what's the point of SmackDown? Other than, okay, this is what happened on Monday Night Raw. If you missed it, watch yeah. it, you know. And here's what's going to happen on Raw next week.
5: And probably Exactly. Probably uh, the last thing that killed SmackDown. And this just varies per person. But am I the only one that just never liked it on Fridays?
0: I never minded it on Fridays. I, I honestly didn't. You know, mm. I. It's, but you know am I, am but I we joke? fight on Friday nights Michael. <laughs> I yeah. can't do the accent we okay. fight on Friday nights we fight on
6: Friday nights that's what we
0: do alright uh, well back to the WWE financials the, the Wrestlemania 30 bonus checks finally arrived and talent across the board are said to have found them quote better than they expected given the change from pay per view to WWE Network carrying the event so that's that's a positive and WWE networks, or WWE stock closed at thirteen oh three on Friday, the highest since it plunged from a thirty dollars high back in May. The stock has been upgraded to a buy by some major analysts following Thursday's conference call and quarterly report. Oh God, Joe, what we—that's what
6: we do on Friday. We drop stocks. <laughs> <laughs>
4: we we, we stock should We
0: really should have yeah. bought some at like ten bucks. We could have made three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh but uh, meanwhile, elsewhere in wrestling, there are not many openings in Ring of Honor right now. If TNA folds, Samoa Joe and Eddie Edwards would probably be welcomed back to uh, welcomed back as returning veterans, much like Daniels and Kazarian. But the rest would probably be looking for open dates on the independent circuit. Speaking of ROH, Chris Hero. Because that's how because that's the kind of subs he eats to 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 maintain his uh his uh his physique I guess right he, nah, he... it's not that oh come on man. man like this it's like
3: seen the I know but I mean it's not like he's morbidly obese
0: he's or not morbidly obese he's he's, in better, like he's in better he's in better shape than sexuality. I am
3: he's just really out of shape
4: so yeah yeah yeah
0: but but you can't be out of shape and well uh, uh, I'll take that back because I don't know if anybody saw my tweet that uh, Bo Dallas needs to hit the gym because he's slabbier than I am.
3: Oh man, there's like slow motion Jeffs floating around the net where you can like <laughs> watch the jiggles, man. It's awesome. Oh my god,
1: well, even John Cena's jiggling now.
0: Well, Maven fan call a Maven fan calls me out and she says. She's oh, "How can you insult your favorite wrestler like that? Uh, your second favorite <laughs> wrestler behind John Cena." And I said, "Hey, maybe John Cena can show Dallas where the fucking ab machine is."
4: <laughs> you know? Since you are
5: talking about Ring of Honor, uh, I've been watching them a lot. I-, I hope they succeed, but one thing they got to stop doing is you know they had their uh, best in the world pay per view, you know their pay per view debut. You know, so great for them. You know, they can you can now order Ring of Honor pay per views the old fashioned way, and so. But what I don't like about Ring of Honor is, like, they'll build up this show and, like, yeah, you got to order this. But then after the pay-per-view is over for, like, the next two to three weeks, they don't have regular shows. They'll just have, like, recap shows, and and they'll just recap, like, matches from the pay-per-view. So it's like, wait a minute, I just paid money for this pay-per-view, and now I can see it for free the next week? Like... They'd stop
4: doing that. That's you know, kind
0: of that. why I stopped watching this, because it was all pay-per-view recaps. And everything. That's,
5: they, they, they're still
2: doing that. That's what they were doing. I haven't watched Ring of Honor in like a year, almost a year, what, six, seven months now. Yeah. They were still doing that. Back then. When I was like, yeah, they kind of need
4: to stop doing that. Well,
0: back to the story here. Chris Hero uh, has opted to not sign with Ring of Honor, as it would have limited the amount of dates he's able to work for other independents, uh, which is why he hasn't been seen on Sinclair since uh, March 8th. Now, I, I saw Chris Hero wrestle... Uh, not too long ago, and he—it was—it was just sad to see him because he's a guy that used to be in really good shape, and now he's his flab is just hanging over his tights. It's kind of gross.
5: <laughs> must have, uh, really let go, because I saw him work with AJ Styles in like like February of this year, and he looked—he looked decent.
0: God, we just so- saw him a couple of months ago.
5: Yeah, not even half a year ago. So he must have really just let go and just doesn't care anymore. I don't know.
0: Which is why WWE let him go in the first place. But meanwhile, they've uh, officially confirmed the signing of Prince Debit. Uh, Fergal comments, this is something I've been looking forward to since I was maybe four or five years old. I grew up watching wrestling my whole life. So to get the chance to step inside the ring that I've watched on TV so many times is a dream come true.
3: Awesome. I'm loving it. NXT all the way. Fuck you, SmackDown. Ha-ha.
0: <laughs> Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks is teasing that they are WWE-bound. It's pretty ironic that we lost the PWG, ROH, and IWGP Tag Team Championships in a matter of a month. Pretty <laughs> ironic that these Coke bottles were sitting in your Tag Team Championship belts. I wonder where our careers will take us, NXT. Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh, if, I, if I don't the Young think I... Bucks go
5: to WWE. Then that means
3: the Usos are out of a job. It might actually happen. Because I didn't get the in the news. Did you guys see the tweet? Um, it's kind of like tongue in cheek where they were shaking Booker's hand last night.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't.
3: Because you, you know you followed that story, right? And it's like uh, there might be some truth to this one, it, possibly, or maybe it'll work for his his uh, promotion, which I I've caught a little bit of online. It's not bad.
5: Speaking yeah, of that, I don't, I don't want to piss off any Usos fans, but I'm sorry, man. It's nothing but super kicks and Samoa drops, and the Young Bucks can do that better. So,
1: <laughs> I absolutely love the sound a super kick makes. <laughs> I, I don't mind over it
3: as much as th- I, as I, I think we just need more diversity in in the division. Maybe a little less attention on one group would be better. Speaking, I don't know. Speaking of NXT, I, I, can you, how many how many tag teams are there in the WWE right now? Four. Uh,
5: I'm too lazy to count.
0: Yeah. Probably. Uh, Four. Yeah, you're probably about right. Uh, speaking of NXT, I got to thank George for the T-shirt that I'm wearing that you guys can't see right now, which is the uh, Enzo Amore Colin Cassidy soft T-shirt. <laughs> George ordered it for me. I owe him the twenty bucks for it, but <laughs> I get it for him. Uh, Sting is expected to be in Los Angeles during SummerSlam weekend, though he's not currently slated to be at any panels, autograph signings or appearances. He's still not officially signed to WWE, though the WWE side is hopefully he could be before the pay-per-view takes place, which would allow him to appear in more a more official capacity than his random one-off at the San Diego Comic-Con.
3: Alright, Topher, you're not on our show every week. Tell us about Sting, because we, we talked ad nauseum about him in the past.
5: Yeah, man, Sting—he's—he's he's signed. Don't believe the dirt sheets. The dude is signed, and we'll be seeing him very soon. Um, I know he only wants to work one match, but I don't believe that's gonna happen. We know who he is, but they have to build him up and familiarize him with like, you know, today's fans. And and knowing Triple H, I don't I don't like Jim Cornette that much. But the one thing Jim Cornette said that I agree with a thousand percent. Is Triple H is the guy that works with the guy that draws money, and Triple H always attaches himself to whatever's hot. Sting's gonna work with Triple H. That's what my gut is telling me. Probably at the next WrestleMania, because I think this whole Taker thing—I think he's, I think he's in worse shape than he's letting on, or he's in worse shape than, than WWE is 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 going to admit to. I I really don't have an interest in Triple H versus Sting, but that's what my gut is telling me.
1: Taker hey, needs DDP yoga. Yeah, he
5: does. Hey, that'd be a good idea.
3: Yeah, it's actually worked well for a lot of guys. It's uh, I- the Triple H thing we haven't actually talked about, but yeah, you, you know, you make a solid point. I, I can't argue with that logic at all. We've seen it in the past so many times.
5: I mean, Triple H basically teased it. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but. I don't I don't really pay attention too much to WWE's YouTube account, but they have this thing with Michael Cole where like Cole interviews him like every week. And right. when they did the whole Sting thing, you know, Michael Cole asked Triple H in the interview, you know, what are the chances that we'll see Sting in WWE? And then Triple H said for years they said Bruno San Martino would never come back and he did. They said Warrior would never come back and he did. They said Brett would never come back, and he did. And he said, "You know what else they said? They said Sting would never be in here." And Triple H says, "As long as I'm here, what's best for business will be what's best for business." So I, I pretty much took that as okay. He's working with Sting.
3: So, do, do you think it's gonna be like kind of how uh, Sting's old character, um, well, second coming character, but old character in WCW was coming in to like challenge the NWO as the authority in a sense? Is probably. I
5: yeah, I think it's just going to be Triple H running rough shot, being a corrupt boss, and then Sting's going to come in and like Triple H is like going to try to recruit him to join or something, and, and Sting's just going to be like he's going to do the because when you really think about it, he hasn't really done the crow stuff like since WCW. And he had the crow look and the crow face paint in TNA, but the crow character he hasn't done in years. Right. I think he's just going to show up and he's just going to basically do the same stuff he did in WCW where he just won't speak. They'll just give somebody a scorpion death drop. I will mark out hard if you give Stephanie a scorpion death drop. That'd be great. <laughs> so, that's yeah,
1: will give about. her sting a stinger splash and bounce the dealer's side on her tits or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, whole couple. Uh, that
3: makes sense, you know. It might not be the best um, ideal, I should say, for a lot of the Sting fans, but I, I, I would still be shocked if they were too upset with the fact they're just seeing him regardless. I think that, that makes a lot of sense.
5: And Triple H will put him over. so you know, Do, There'll work. be
1: a lot of hate on Triple H, but everyone will still watch it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if, if, it's, if it builds up to Sting defeating him, then it'll be worth it, because you'll go in hating Triple H that much more, which is exactly <laughs> what you want.
5: And it's a great way to, to transition into a possible match of Taker on a later date, because you got to remember, Kane is in the Authority, and he's Undertaker's brother. So, and, you know, Sting had a really... I I didn't really care too much about his feet with Abyss and TNA, but they had a lot of good promos of of Sting basically telling Abyss, like, why are you letting James Mitchell control you? You're your own person, blah, blah, blah. They could easily do that with Sting basically setting Kane straight, and, you know, that could somehow lead to Taker. I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to be creative.
0: Well, meanwhile, Hulk Hogan throws Stephanie McMahon under the bus for his Silver Dome mistake. No, this one's good. Let
3: me blame Stephanie man,
2: brother, one more time, because, brother, I keep putting this on her, brother, you know, brother. <coughs> <laughs> There's a goal position when you go out, dot, dot, dot. Well, the media come in 20 minutes early, dude, brother. There was a press conference, and all the media are like, what's Andre like, brother? Was he a nice guy? Was it hard to slam? No, it was easy. You did two figures, brother. Under this, under that. Go back to the gold position, go out to the ring. All I had in my mind, brother was the silver dude, brother, and i the giant. I'm gonna watch Stephanie brother for that because she would have done this by doing the press conference, brother, but she didn't even have her makeup on, so I couldn't tell who who she was if she was her father, brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, to to clarify, Hulk Hogan did say that uh, the reason Stephanie McMahon didn't do this press conference was because she didn't have her makeup on all the way, so Hulk Hogan had to do it. Therefore, he blames uh, Stephanie McMahon because he had the Silver Dome on his mind when he went out to the Super Dome, brother. I, I, I also like that Hulk Hogan, that, that like the dot, dot, dot was not just like, uh, you know, to to space out the article, but just, you know, he actually said it. <laughs>
3: no, I, I cut off. He, was, he rambled oh, on. So I long. know he did. I know. I know. I had to shorten this thing yeah. up.
2: I got to work on that. I think I lost the, the G.T. Hogan voice. <laughs>
0: Uh, Rick Flair is being criticized for his work as a referee on house shows, accused of hanging out on the ropes and not being close enough to the action and too slow to make a three count. Woo! Oh,
2: it's because he had, he had, he had a core in here,
0: One, d-
3: woo, two, woo, oh.
1: <laughs> He's trying to steal the ropes to sell them to pay off his alimony? <laughs> <laughs> the
3: thing that I found more interesting about the story is he's working as a referee.
1: Yeah, they've had him in house shows with yeah. Oh,
4: this,
2: this just in Ric Flair works as a referee at a house show. Punk return confirmed.
0: <laughs> there was a kayfabe news article that said that the uh, CM Punk return eminent. Says a guy who doesn't know what eminent means. I'm like is that <laughs> JT?
4: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, Daniel Bryan could be back by the 2015 Royal Rumble after he gets his second surgery. So a lot longer than they were expecting him to be out, but... Uh, still some good news. Still some good news. He'll be back. Probably won't get a good push, but he'll be back.
3: You'd get a huge pop, though, if it's a surprise
4: entrance. Too guys. <laughs> I like
5: Bryan, but uh, honestly, I think he's peaked. I don't. I don't really see what he can do if he comes back. I mean, it'll be great to see him, but you know, he, he's pretty much accomplished his thing. He kind of reminds me of a. He reminds me of Jeff Hardy. You know, you you want to cheer for the underdog, and like when they finally win the title, it's like then what? You know. Right.
3: Yeah. Sheamus. I mean, I I'd, I'd be okay with that. I I'm not gonna say I I'm you know not a fan. I love his work as well. It's. He he doesn't really have to be involved in those types of programs, at least not anytime soon. Uh, when he comes back, they have as long as he just doesn't fight Kane. I think everyone should be pretty happy.
5: Not to be mean, but I'd actually be okay if he never came back. And I'm not saying that in a negative way because I don't feel like he has anything else to prove. He pretty much proved his point,
0: you know. All right, fair enough. Uh, Sheamus. Has fun with an absurd rumor that he'll play Darth Vader in Star Wars. Oh God, I know. I can't confirm that I won't not be reprising the role of Darth Vader in Star Wars. I hope that's clear. At Irish Mirror, Boy, uh, this is the first time hearing of this rumor that Seamus is going to play Darth Vader in the new Star Wars.
1: I but isn't, think isn't he Darth is the Vader? Irish star. I think he is the Irish
0: Darth Vader, though. Oh, okay but Darth because Vader there are,
1: there are different ones uh, just I'm different guys who would stuff. put on this suit sorry to keep interrupting you talking.
0: I'm I'm looking at this article in the Irish uh the Irish Mirror right now and it says uh Sheamus previously played Darth Vader on promotional tours so
5: oh, okay I-, I guess the movie's having flashbacks cuz Vader's dead though
0: I don't know. Like I don't know when these uh, when this uh, episode seven is set, but you'd imagine it's after episode six.
5: Yeah, it's after yeah, it's six. Like yeah, 30 yeah, years
1: it's after.
0: It's so yeah, I don't weird. know.
3: Yeah, well, the you know the reason I I made sure the words absurd rumor were in there was because I come on.
0: Yeah, I know. I I, I know. <laughs> I, I
3: didn't know if you guys hadn't heard it. I I am your
0: I've dad. Seen,
3: I've been seeing this one Fella? pop up like every day on fucking Reddit, and then it gets deleted within like ten minutes because some people are buying into it, and it's like, no, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I like people.
1: to create myself: an Irish person would say, "Fella uh, and if, da, da." If,
5: if Seamus <laughs> is gonna play Darth Vader, then wouldn't that actually make Miz's new gimmick irrelevant? Well, wait, Miz is already irrelevant. Never mind. <laughs> That's <All> right. right.
4: <laughs> oh boy. It, it, oh. It, it.
3: I, I heard that Batista's opening night there with uh, Guardians. Oh, they made more money in the opening night than all of Hogan's movies combined in the eighties. <laughs> oh,
5: that's I, I shit good. you
3: not! I, I was reading the numbers on that. <laughs>
5: that's cool. Well, huh? congrats to Batista. You know, happy he's doing well in something because WWE isn't what, what he needs to be doing.
3: I heard he's really good in the film, but I can't say personally I have not seen it. I've just heard positive reviews from everyone I know who's yeah, seen it. I've, some I've, of the most jaded wrestling fans I know are giving him you know, props for his, his uh, performance. I... That's
0: if, good. See, if George were here... If, Has
3: anybody seen it yet?
0: If George no, were here...
3: I'm going
6: after the show
0: to see it. Yeah, if George were here, he'd tell you. <laughs> okay, he well, that's,
5: that's good for Batista. I, I like him. He, he really didn't deserve what happened to him this year. It was no. really just a prime example of wrong place wrong
0: time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this story. Now, we have talked about Buff Bagwell in in recent months being a uh, gigolo. Uh, and um, Buff Bagwell, I'm going to read the I'm going to read the TMZ article. Uh,
3: okay. Buff Bagwell. I'll, I'll play the wah wah pedal
0: in the background. <laughs> Buff Bagwell in the Buff is what we think Vivid will title what could be his first Triple X flick. Buff who starting who start on Gigolos caught the eye of vivid honcho Steve Hirsch, who calls a Buff Bagwell film an absolute blockbuster. <laughs> Hirsch and Buff met recently to hammer out a deal, and there was a third person in the room, Buff's wife Judy. Wait a minute, isn't his mother Judy? His wife is called Judy. His wife is That's also Judy. Creepy. That is weird. Judy has got to be the envy of every wild husband in America. In in addition to flirting with porn, Buff has intimated he has had sex with the women for whom he gigolos. And she's cool with that, too. Too sweet is how they end the article.
5: This is totally unrelated, but my favorite WCW 2000 feud was Canyon and Bagwell. I loved it when Canyon was just giving everybody the canyon cutter, and he wanted to give... Bagwell's mom, the canyon cutter, man, that was great stuff.
0: Uh, the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. That'll be <laughs> one
3: of the scenes in the film.
0: It will be. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Uh, well, we had a good discussion today talking about TNA and talking about the financials of WWE and, uh, you know, the state of some other companies as well and uh, and, and what uh, certain other guys are doing outside of the business. Um Of course, we had Michael McCurdy on, the host of IHWE Radio, airs every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Blog... Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I think it's 8 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. No, you know what? It's 8 p.m. Central. 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. I don't know. Blog Talk Radio. Find IHWE Radio. IHWE California coming soon. We're going to get work on his website soon, too. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, thanks, Topher, for being on the show. We know, uh, of course, Pro Wrestling Powerhouse. Oh,
5: no problem, guys.
0: And uh, on that note, let me just cue up the exit theme here and just be Exulta. And, all right, so for at G, at G of the Internet, at Random Redhead, at Punish78, who still isn't here, at Mark underscore noise. we're at, that's Board Wrestling Fan Without Balls. I'm at Sojo. by the way. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan, BoardWrestlingFan.com, and of course, Check out our podcast live every week, Tuesday, Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern, bwfradio.com. We will see you guys next week for episode 138.
2: Or 135 to
3: the square root of 3, or whatever we it out to be next week. <laughs> happy birthday, Damien Sandow. You're 32.
0: <laughs> and happy birthday, James Hetfield. Yeah! yeah! It's James- AH!